Hello, this is Abby. Dear Abby, this is gonna be a long one. Oh boy. Dear Abby, how do you tell the difference between a new exciting crush and a rebound? Does it matter? Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Welcome to our little corner of the internet. This is the Dear Abby podcast. I hope you stay and hang out with us. See you in a sec. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to my podcast. This is the Dear Abby podcast. Welcome back. It's a lovely Thursday. I'm very excited. I was just thinking about today how grateful I am, even honestly, to myself of starting this thing because technically I don't make money yet. I am grateful, obviously, for my listeners. I was just kidding about only being thankful to myself, but I am proud of myself for starting this and just kind of going for it no matter how big or small it is or it gets or whatever. I will continue to do it because I just love it. It's, it's again, something that helps me mentally. It keeps me accountable. So thank you guys for listening. That being said, I'm almost at 100,000 downloads and I cannot thank you guys enough. I love you. I, we still got like 20,000 to go. So it's and we're not like at 100,000. I'm just saying my, I'm going towards that number. And that's amazing. So thank you guys again. This past week, you guys, was so freaking fun for me. I had the best time with my mom. She came to visit. So shout out, mom. I love you. She sent us a sweet text the other day saying how much fun it is. And I love that we're friends because I hope me saying this, if you have not the best relationship with your mother, I'm very sorry that that is really hard. And I, you know, things ebb and flow, but my mom and me are very good friends. I tell her everything and we both try to keep the connection. We both She's better at it than me, let's be honest, but I'm just, I answer her phone calls is what I'm saying. I also, Chelsea was joking around about how this, I forgot who it is, one of the, uh, just a comedian, I forgot what his name is. So this is not my joke, this is his, can't give him credit because I don't know his name, but she was saying how funny it is that we're so, like, what is it about moms that we're so mean to our moms? They do everything for us. You know, they, they really do. And yet we can be so mean to them. You know, it's like, doesn't matter if like, like they're like want a family picture or they want you to send them pictures from the weekend that she probably set up so all of us could be together and we all had a blast and we all make fun of her the whole time. And yet she wants to send us pictures and we're like, no, because you have a freaking Samsung, which is something that we always uh, tease her about. We all have iPhones and she has Samsung. And I know I've, everyone has Samsung is going to come for me right now. But the picture quality when you send from an iPhone to a Samsung is horrendous. It changes it, it when she sends us a photo too. It looks like a tiny little box. It looks like there's just nine pixels on the screen. Just nine of them. Just, just, and if it's a video, it's nine moving pixels. And that's the video that she sends us. And she's like, look at this. We're like, I don't even know what that, I can't make out what that is. That looks like nine different colors on nine different squares on the screen. But I love you, mom. Thanks for coming out. We had a blast. We went to the San Diego Zoo, which is, I guess, one of the world's best zoos. And it lived up to it because I was very emotional most of the time. I, sometimes my anxiety does kind of creep up like existential anxiety, OCD, when that kind of stuff happens because it's so it just comes with very big emotions for me. And I don't even really know why. It's just like the unknown, you know, type of a thing. So I think with that, I've had to really step out of my comfort zone and just do these things anyways no matter how I'll feel and I will say it's paid off because I had so much fun there's a couple anxious moments but most of it 
I'm going to focus on the better parts because most of it was literally a dream. We saw a freaking polar bear. We waited like 15. We waited 15 minutes for the polar bear. No, we waited. Wait, we waited like 35 minutes for the polar bear because I think it was being fed. It was me, my mom, my sister and Case and Keaton. Wait, me, my mom, my sister, Case, Keaton. Yes. I hope I'm not missing anyone. No, I'm not. We didn't want to wait too long because Case was getting a little bit antsy, but I could have waited there for two hours. But then we went back later and we eventually saw the polar bear and it was out and about chilling, posing for us. It was massive. It was so majestic. I've never seen a bear in real life. I've seen bear from really far away and in lots of movies but never in real life so that was a stunning thing to behold we saw some other bears i think my favorite animal that we we didn't get to see the red panda because we're gonna have to go back another day to do that and there was no gorillas in the gorilla thing so that was kind of sucky because i love gorillas uh that was the one keen was looking forward to the most as well so that sucked i was hoping that we'd see some monkeys fling poo i don't know why i wanted to see that i just did so I thought it would be funny if like, I don't know, I played this scenario out in my head that we go up to the monkey thing and Keaton, you know, what's also weird is Keaton knew like how all the animals poop. And okay, I know that sounds simple. You would think it's simple because you would think it would all be the same, but I guess it's not. So he was telling us, did you know that this animal, blah, 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 when it poops. I'm like, I don't want to know that. But I'm glad you do. I'm glad you like knowing it. But I don't want to know that. I hope he doesn't listen to this because he might get mad that I just exploited him. But who cares? I had really the best time at the zoo with everyone. But specifically Case. Good old, my little sweet, cute little nephew. He had the best time. He was so tired by the end. But at the beginning, we went to a show. And at the show, there was these birds that flew across. I think they, they weren't toucans. They were parakeets, not parakeets, shiz. I don't remember what they were, but they were like big looking parrots. Like the, the, the classic like Amazonian type of parrot that you would think of. Oh my gosh, it's going to piss me off that I don't remember, but they flew macaw. They were macaws. Yes, because they were macawing. They were macawing the crap out of that thing because before they even were released, it was like a, like a live show you know, with animals and they would do stuff and they brought out like wolves. That was another thing that was crazy. Um, anyways, they were macawing in the back of the little amphitheater. <laughs> Excuse me. And he called on or she called on them and then they were like released. But before they were macawing so loud in the back, everyone kept turning around like, are, are they going to send freaking dinosaurs to eat us or something? Because the sound was so loud. Anyways, when they flew, Case... I started sobbing because the look on cases, the look on cases face was pure, like the fullness of joy. I wanted to be a little kid in that moment again. And I was a little kid through cases eyes because his eyes lit up. He pointed, he was clapping. He like kept putting his hands like so giddy from excitement and he was overjoyed, overwhelmed with joy. And you could see in his eyes, he was clapping. He loved that everyone else was clapping. It was just... I was sobbing, Chelsea. I was actually not sobbing, but I did cry. My eyes were filled with tears. And so, and then Chelsea looked over at me and then she was a little bit teary eyed. So we, and then my mom was too. So it was a big crying fest and Keaton wasn't crying, but he loved it too. And he said, maybe I do want kids soon. All right, everybody relax, relax. What else at the zoo? 
there was a lot of walking involved. We went on a sky, the sky rail or something where you, you, it's like a, it's like a ski lift type looking thing. I don't know what it's called, but basically it lifts you over the whole zoo. So we did that and I was freaking out the whole time. I had a lot of anxiety, but I did it twice and I didn't like either of them. It was really pretty and I know it was pretty, but I couldn't feel like, wow, it's so beautiful. I was just scared, but I did it. So yay for me. We had some disgusting zoo food. We saw, what's the animal in Zabumafu? The old TV show, a lemur. Is that what it is? A lemur? It was just crazy. It's seeing all those animals. Oh, the koala bear. <gasps> the koala bear was so cute. There was like 15 million. Okay. I don't know why I do that. Okay. That actually reminds me of a story saying 15 million. I don't know if I've actually told this yet on, but who cares? One time when I was at, this is a story. This has nothing to do with the zoo, by the way. This is a total different thing. I said 15 million because for some reason I like to choose such a ridiculously high. It's not just, it's not like there was 15 koala bears or a hundred. There's 15 million is what I was about to say. Why do I go so high? I don't know, but it happens to me all the time and I do it all the time. I can't stop. When I was at Sprouts one time, I was checking out and the, uh, the, the cash register lady was like, I bought like this Epsom salt and it was on sale. So it was like $8 or something. And usually it's like $20, you know? So it was, it was a good deal. She was like, wow, that's a really good deal. It's, it's, those things are usually so expensive. I was like, yeah, they usually cost like, <laughs> uh, donk. I was like, yeah, they usually cost like $15 billion, <laughs> $15 billion. I said $15 billion. <laughs> Instead of saying like, yeah, it's usually like $50 or just saying, yeah, it is a good deal. Instead, I said, yeah, it's usually like $15 billion. This bag of Epsom salt is usually $15 billion. The worst part is she did not even react. That was the worst. At least laugh or be like, whoa, that's a really high number. You know, I don't know where you shop or something like that would have been cute. Instead, I felt even more stupid because there was no reaction. It was just like. I thought we were going to have like a friendly register to customer reaction. And instead I got nothing. I just felt like a freaking idiot. So there wasn't 15 million koala bears. And I don't know why I choose 15 too. Why is it always 15 something? Uh, Yeah. So instead of 15 million koala bears, there was probably only 20. But that's still a lot of koala bears. I feel I thought there was gonna be like five or something. But there, there was like a whole koala bear exhibit. What else did I do this week? I've done I feel like I've just been all over the place, to be honest, that I can't really get present with myself or like kind of ground myself again which that's okay that it ebbs and flows but I do feel like I need to do some slow meditative yoga stuff just to feel grounded again but it was a great week I had I had a great week just good stuff all around I'm feeling mentally pretty good sometimes and sometimes I'm doing really really bad I feel as though OCD makes I hear often that people get diagnosed with uh, with bipolar disorder a lot when they actually just have, you know, OCD or they out kind of it, it's pretty similar looking symptom wise other than, you know, obviously there's pretty significant differences. But a lot of the times just because you are so high and then so low with OCD, people just get diagnosed with that with someone who's not really you know, therapist or psychologist that's not really aware of OCD or something. They do have such high highs, but like my low, like I can go from literally feeling like nothing will ever stop me ever again. 
nothing, no thought will ever bring me down. No, no matter what happens, like I will never not be this way. And then like 10 minutes later, it's like the exact opposite feeling. And it's so up and down all the time. And I, and I try so hard to stay neutral, but it's like, it is nearly impossible. That being said, I like my big emotions, but I'm still having a, I think something I'm just having a really hard time grasping still is really regulating my emotions or just letting myself feel my emotions without catastrophizing. I do that so often and it is not helpful. Like anytime I feel sad or feel mad, I'm like, oh great, all of my healing has gone out the window. When in reality, everyone will feel sad and mad, even if they are healing or whatever. Like I, I'm, I just still overanalyze and it's like when you know all the right things to do and yet you feel like you're in quicksand. And I think just a key, just like in quicksand, you just got to stop scrambling and just relax a little bit. And I think emotionally that kind of looks like even if I feel really high or really low to not be like, okay, I'm never going to feel sad again because I'm feeling really good or the opposite where it's like I feel really sad or angry or upset or disconnected. And I'm like, oh, great. Everything is in shambles all over again. And here I am and I suck and everything's not going to be okay. And all my fears are going to come true instead of that kind of mindset with emotions I could just feel the emotions and be like I feel really sad right now but it I have to remind myself but it doesn't mean that all of my fears are true this will pass eventually I will feel good again and even when I feel good eventually I'll feel sad again and I have to just accept that about life and accept that about myself and just keep going and integrate with my feelings feel one with my feelings be one with my emotions and but I don't know okay also, this is a weird side note, but I said I have on my list of things I want to talk about. It just says tips. When someone says sorry, say thank you instead of it's okay. That's something me and Keaton do. This has literally nothing to do with what we're talking about. Maybe I could tie it in a little bit because I didn't even go over today's topic, but I'll get into that in a second. I don't know why I wrote that, but I thought it was important to say possibly because I like it. I like doing that. The The tip again is if, if someone's like if someone was rude to you or someone hurt your feelings or did something or said something and they say, I'm sorry. And you say, it's okay. When really you feel like it's not okay. That feels very like it kind of disconnects you from feeling hurt and being okay with like them feeling bad that they did something wrong. When you say it's okay, it feels like it doesn't really accept their apology because you're invalidating and this might be deeping it, but I don't really, it's, this is actually very effective for me and like emotionally to say when someone says, I'm sorry, I did that. Instead of saying, it's okay. I say, thank you, which is not like a big deal. But for me, I feel like it just kind of can rest that piece of me that felt hurt and upset by it because it's acknowledgement that it's there rather than it's okay. Like, oh, it's okay. It was it. And then the reason why I do that now is because me and Keaton just kind of say that to each other. We kind of check in with each other after like say I do something rude and I'm like I'm sorry and he's like it's okay I'm like nope it's not okay you can say thank you and then he'll be like oh you're right thank you and it I feel like it just kind of de-escalates and same thing when sometimes I'm like he's like I'm sorry I'm like it's okay he's like is it and I usually will say 100% of the time I will say no it's not okay so I guess there's a weird tip in there for you that was kind of a longer life update but I had fun so thanks for listening so today we're talking about a couple ways to learn more about yourself it's a very broad topic which I'm excited about and the reason I chose this is because this is something that I feel has helped me immensely with recovery with just myself and just enjoying life self-care right now and 
today's eyes just through social media what's popular what gets views you know what is thrown around on the internet i love self-care i think it's great but it's just so many things are said on the internet that are so black and white and so this is the way or this is not like so black and white and it doesn't account for when you see something that what that person is saying is not accounting for everything you've experienced and where you're at on this specific topic so like let's take religion for an example if someone says one thing and you don't resonate with it it might make you upset it might make you feel triggered it might might make you feel some type of way and you might not even agree with it or you might you might agree with it it's like everyone is so on a different part of every journey that they're having (laughs) everyone's on a different part so when you see something they don't know everything about you they're like don't take everything so black and white on the internet and also just as a reminder to anyone that needs to hear it that might just take everyone's word as truth on the internet like if you see someone on a podcast saying something they don't have all the answers okay unfortunately for you no one has all the answers okay except for god obviously but we haven't seen him on podcast himself just remind yourself that you your opinion your experiences your feelings are also just as valid as that person's and don't take everything as like so black and white yeah we're talking about ways to learn about yourself more i just have a couple ideas some of them are super crazy or shocking i think we've all heard a lot of these things a million times but how many times have you actually followed through with them repetitively and consistently i don't know i'm horrible at being consistent with some of these things so hopefully this will at least inspire something in you to start something small today and just stick with it slow and steady we're not gonna nothing is gonna change that big in one day okay unfortunately no one on a podcast again is gonna say anything that's gonna change your life forever and you're never gonna be the same sometimes that happens to people that's very rare i have a lot of journaling ones entries specific things you can write about that i've done that have helped me get to know myself and feel really connected with who i am and what i've experienced my life family Uh, like i was saying at the beginning i feel disconnected from myself a lot and i kind of depersonalize a lot which isn't very fun and it's really weird doing some of these things has helped me at least feel more in my body and in my mind just quiet some of the things in my mind where I can feel like I can process up to the point that I'm at I like to write down fears that I have on a journal like in, or not on a journal in a journal and even if they're big small things that I'm worrying about write it down then just keep writing just see where that takes you And whatever you want to unburden yourself with and just write down, just write it down. And if you're a perfectionist or if you're someone that wants everything to be sophisticated and intelligent looking and perfect, don't worry about that when you're journaling ever, literally ever, unless you're writing a book. And even then, maybe just write things down, then you can fix it up later. This isn't to show anyone. This isn't to prove how worthy you are or how good of a writer you are, how smart you are, or how in tune with your emotions you are. All this is doing is just writing things down so your mind can be more clear. And when your mind is more clear, you will just automatically feel more connected to yourself because you don't have all this noise. Just word vomit on the page. This is really helpful when you're going through the mo- through like motions when it's been a couple <coughs> when it's been a couple of days or weeks or months or years even when you feel like you've gone through motions writing things out just word vomiting feeling like you're processing everything that's happened is so helpful to kind of get you up to this point i need to do this today again because it might be selling my car soon and getting a new car because it just is just time and keen was like 
it's so crazy that your life has changed completely, like flipped completely upside down. Everything looks different for you. Your Everything is different for you. No wonder I, I realized when he said that, I was like, oh my gosh, no wonder I feel so I've said this a couple of times, but I feel like I can't catch up to where I am. And so this is why I think journaling and getting to know yourself and letting yourself kind of work through things and process things because you deserve to process stuff. I deserve to process what's happened to me. And that might take a lot longer than I thought. Um, but I was like, no wonder I feel like disconnected because it, it, it's just I have to I have to catch up to where I'm at, like emotionally and everything. Yeah, that's a good one. Another thing to write down is to list out some of your favorite memories and the happiest times in your life and just be really sensey, like sensey with it, <laughs> the crap, be really sensitive with it by remembering if you can, what's what you smelled, what were you doing? Were you holding something? What did it sound like? Who were you with? What was your mindset? And if there's any thoughts or ideas or something that your brain is telling you that maybe you can't ever be happy like that again, notice those thoughts and be like, I see you, but I don't, I don't believe that. I actually don't believe that. I believe I will be able to be this happy again. I believe that I'll be able to feel this free again and just challenge the thoughts in your head that come up when you do, especially happy ones for me. Whenever I do happy, that's when all my sad stuff comes. And if you can't immediately be like, oh, I remember everything, that's okay. It sometimes will take a couple entries to really be like, okay, actually, no, I do remember this one time. So none of this is to be, again, perfect, or the first time has to be the best, or you have to have some major breakthroughs. It's just be gentle, just slow and gentle. We're not in a rush to know yourself either where you have to have it all figured out and have to have you figured out because no one does. And you don't, what if I told you that that's not your job, that you don't have to have it all figured out? Like, what if that's not even your job? Great. I think that's my, those are my only ones that I have for writing out. There's a million different prompts. If you go on Pinterest, you can find like a million different things you can write about in your journal. You can also do voice memos or whatever, but I personally find journaling because you're using your hands. There's something about when you're using your hands and making something with your hands that is very therapeutic. And I feel like you're you just can get through th you have more breakthroughs when you're using your hands instead of technology like I 100% will stand by that it's just not the same another one is stop assuming what other people are thinking about you and I am calling myself out on this because I take everything personal I am not kidding I take like everything personal I don't know why I do it but I, I think a lot of the times that we say oh I don't care what people think about me like I'll do whatever I want but deep down maybe you don't but deep down I think a lot of us still really care about what other people think because we even bully ourselves for things that we want to do. Like for instance, I like my dancing thing. I want to be better at dancing. I want to be able to be more nimble and uh, nimble makes me think of there's a video a while back that I saw and I think it was fine. <laughs> it's just this isn't even going to be funny for any of you but I thought it was hilarious it's you know what I don't want you know what fine I'm going to tell it it's just that all the video was was someone was playing I think it was Halo or something and this guy came out of nowhere and killed this guy and he said something about oh he's so quick and nimble like a ninja from the Hidden Leaf Village which is from the anime Naruto and I thought that video was hilarious I'm probably going to take that out but maybe I'll leave that in but it's also the way he said it which is why I didn't want to tell it because it's not funny unless you know 
what he's talking about and also the way that he said it was funny. Just, you know what? Just forget. Forget I ever said that, okay? Let's just move on. But deep down, we still do care what other people think about us. We start to bully ourselves because of what we've heard or maybe even we're so scared of like these bullies online or that these things that people have perceived this as this and this as this. If you like to do this and you're probably this. If you like to do this and you're probably this way. We have so many of the, the internet is so loud. So when we have all of those things in our head, it drives drives us nuts and we feel like we can't even do anything that we like to do without bullying ourselves honestly so that whatever you're I'm not scared what other people think you're probably scared what you think honestly of yourself in that way where we've taken on so many opinions of other people that sometimes we feel like we can't be honest with ourselves or just do what we want to do even though we'll know we will probably look stupid and that's okay I don't know just start to discover what you would do if you didn't have judgment on you and if you didn't judge yourself for something, what would you do? And like that critic voice in our head, if that thing wasn't there, what would you do? And just kind of see what, what comes up or what, you know, how you feel. I think being kind and serving others is incredibly self-discovering. If that's, I don't think that's a real phrase. I've discovered more about myself when I serve other people without expectations of them returning it to me or without expectations of... Like I want to serve with no point. Serve people with no point to it. There's no point in doing this, but I'm going to do it anyways. Don't even look for anything. Just start serving people and don't make it a big deal. Just just do it with for no reason. And just see like how you feel, see what happens, feel how maybe you become a little bit different. And I'm not talking, obviously I'm not talking about people who take advantage of your kindness in a really abusive way. I'm talking about normal, like if you're annoyed with your husband or you're annoyed with your sibling or something or your mom and they don't do these A, B and C's for you, but you know, and so you're like, well, I'm not going to do this for them. Just do it and don't expect anything in return and just see maybe how that feels with you. And usually I feel like it always opens something up in me and it gives me more space, honestly, to, to get new stuff good stuff in me i forgot to add for the journaling part there's other things that are fun like other prompts is like write stuff out that you're good at and write stuff out that you're not the best at whether that's big stuff small stuff whatever it is it just kind of laugh at yourself i think and learn to laugh at yourself and i don't know i feel like that's a good one because sometimes we need a second to kind of list out what actually are we good at you can even text people around you ask them what they think you're good at like if you were to come to advice for me i've heard that i think maybe chelsea chelsea said that to me or someone i don't know like ask the people around you what they would come to advice for you for to kind of see what you're good at what people know you for the next thing is to explore your body and emotions this is like a big one that we hear all the time but it's one of the most important so it doesn't matter how many times you hear it listen to it and like take action on it hear this all the time get into your body get out of your mind into your body and I'm like yeah 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 I know but I don't actually do it so getting into your body and exercise find what exercises work for you at certain times of the month if you're a woman don't let anyone make you feel bad for any type of workouts that you do if it makes you feel good it makes you feel healthy and it makes you feel peaceful then keep doing it and don't let anyone try to tell you different. My last one is just music. And this could be so irrelevant for some of you if you're not really into music or like listening to music. But I feel like almost every single person on this planet enjoys some type of music. Music is like a hobby of, that we all have. It's a language that we all know. Figure out what music makes you feel most joyful and most 
peaceful. I don't like really poppy or really intense music or if the lyrics are kind of yucky or talk about things that I don't really want to invite that type of energy into my life. I, I don't listen to those things and I don't let anyone try to make me feel bad for it. That's what I like. I like to listen to like jazz, lo-fi, kind of dramatic, cinematic soundtracks or music or piano. I like music that feels like it's going to support me no matter how I'm feeling. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense. It makes sense to me in my head. I guess to maybe elaborate on that, figure out what type of music makes you feel the most like yourself and makes you feel the most like who you want to be. Not what you're chasing or if there's something you're chasing or like this, like you have to distract yourself. Music, sometimes it's helpful for distracting if that's what you're wanting. Or sometimes we just do need a good distraction when it's just not a good day and, you, and you, you're having a hard time doing all the right healthy things. I like music that's intentional and that's not trying to distract me from myself or everything. It's, it's helping me process. It's helping me integrate with myself, my body. And then obviously there's fun music. Just kind of get to know what music you like listen to genres you've never listened to before learn about different genres that kind of goes into one that I had on my list before but I don't have it on there I don't know where it went so maybe I deleted it but so there's one last one I lied learn about stuff you wouldn't normally learn about because a lot of the times if you're into the same type of things like for me I'm really into psychology and mental health I'm really into that type of thing but I used to love history I used to love learning about music I used to love learning about so many different types of things yeah learn about something you wouldn't normally think you'd want to learn about because sometimes we have like oh I don't like that or I don't do that or that's not that's just not me it can be and maybe try something out like if you take a cooking class you would never normally do that but just try it out maybe you are scared to do something that you've wanted to do just try it out be consistent with it or listen to a different type of podcast I never really thought I'd be someone that would like to do digital art but I started to learn about it. I started to watch videos about it. I started to research about it. And I was like, I am upset. I don't know why I like this so much, but I, uh, something about it is calling to me. I listened and I love, I love drawing now on my computer, like just doing some digital art. It's so fun for me. It's so relaxing. I love my PC. My PC is like my baby. I, I have such an emotional attachment, I realized, to my PC. Um, I love it. That's it. That's it for the main part of the podcast today. I'm going to listen to a Dear Abby and then we're going to do, it's kind of a game, but not really. All right, here we go. Dear Abby, I recently got diagnosed with ADHD as a 21-year-old. And even though I know that OCD and ADHD are not the same thing by any means, I'd love like any advice on how to navigate a mental health diagnosis as an adult like how to tell friends and family about what's going on and potentially getting on medication and navigating that. Thanks. Okay, I was scared at first because I don't know that much about ADHD. My mom always thought maybe I had it because I couldn't sit still, but I think, again, I think that's just like a symptom of OCD. The first thing that comes to my head is something that I do and have a hard time not doing is to identify with it to a really heavy degree. Because of course it's part of your experience and it'll be like when you when you get diagnosed with something that you are like, I've always felt like when I tell my friends about it, they don't get it. You know, they're like, no, I don't have that. No, that's kind of weird. And you're like, what the heck's wrong with me? And then you realize when you get diagnosed with something at an, at an older age, you're like, 
oh my gosh, this makes so much more sense. Like I'm not crazy. I'm not, I'm not just broken. It's like, I have something that just makes me a little bit different and I perceive things different or my brain works a little bit differently. And that's all what I think over identifying with it looks like in my non-professional opinion is when everything somehow comes back to it, every tiny thing somehow comes back to it. That's how my, I feel like my OCD works where sometimes I think, oh, I like this. So that must be something about OCD. It's just really hard because when it is something that really does have such an effect on your life and so many different beliefs, don't so many different things and parts that feel like part of you. When you get diagnosed, it's like the beginning of this weird self-discovery where you shed layers, but then you add new layers. Layers, and then you shed those layers then you add new like you're trying to create yourself use this as like a guide to push yourself forward not like stay where you are or go backwards if that makes sense i started to become hyper aware of all of my symptoms which can be helpful to become aware but hyper aware i feel like I, that's all i thought about i just would ruminate about it all day and figure out where is this in my life is this a compulsion oh my gosh i think i'm doing a compulsion right now or is it not like i normally did this before i got to it's like so many different things that i would obsess over and i don't think that's super duper helpful but it is hard because sometimes i'll think i'm doing something that's non-compulsive and then i'm like oh i realized what i was doing but just trust yourself and be patient with yourself your experience with adhd is going to be different than others and also it'll just be a journey of self-discovery see the di diagnosis as a positive instead of a negative because you've been diagnosed which is always helpful and then also if you feel like it is the right diagnosis, then you can just notice so much more about yourself and hold yourself with more compassion and love because you're like, okay, this is probably has something to do with just the way my brain works, having ADHD. So I'm going to hold space for it. And it's okay that I'm like this. But what actions can I take moving forward? Like, who do I actually want to be? What do I actually want to do? I see that my ADHD is maybe getting in the way in this part, but we can figure it out. I'll hold space for it. But then I got to keep moving forward or whatever. I think with telling friends and family, it's that is kind of tricky because I also don't want to go out and tell everyone like I have OCD. I have OCD because I everyone has something like everyone has things that they're dealing with. And that's not to discredit or devalue what we experience, but it's just to kind of just bring awareness to the fact that a lot of people are struggling with a lot of different things and we're not the only ones suffering with something so people don't have ADHD but I have OCD so if we had a conversation I wouldn't get some of the things that you deal with or you struggle with and you wouldn't get a lot of things that I and you wouldn't get some of the things that I deal and struggle with but we could connect on probably how hard it is how exhausting it can feel how confusing it can be at times. So always use a diagnosis or something that's hard as a way to connect instead of withdraw. I am the biggest withdrawer of all time. So I know the right things to do and yet I don't do it sometimes, but this is something I'm practicing. It takes a long time to kind of navigate and figure out how to even do that if you're not used to it. So I don't think you have to advertise it to all of your friends and family. I think just if you're having a conversation that goes a certain way, you can bring it up and say, hey, like I was diagnosed with you know, ADHD and this is how it's affected me and it might have affected our relationship in this way or whatever it is. 
I don't think you need to go tell every single person. But I love learning about like if my siblings have been diagnosed with something or family or friends. I love learning about them and I love learning about what they struggle with, what they deal with, who, you know, who a part of them is. It's going to be a lot of self-realization and also a lot of holding yourself accountable to change certain things probably despite what your diagnosis is or not and it really is so fulfilling though and it is goes perfect with kind of what I was talking about of just learning about yourself so hopefully I helped in some way or capacity cool thank you so much for emailing for voicemailing in we have actually a lot of voicemails that I have to kind of listen to so that'll be fun can't wait to listen to them you guys can also just as a reminder you guys can text in your questions I just do sometimes do some of those if I don't have voicemails or if I just have a lot of the texts, I sometimes will like do two or three of those. Okay, let's get into the last short little segment. Okay, I just want to talk about music that I've recently liked. That's that's it. So it's not a game. Again, it's kind of just more for me to talk about stuff that I like to talk about. So gotcha. I really like I was saying before, I love music. I listen to music all the time. But my music that I listen to is probably not the most popular music. And that's a very pick me girl thing to say. But so be it, huh? Okay, let me go through some of my older songs that I've listened to lately that I am obsessed with that I forgot about so you guys could listen to it this summer. Number one, Do You Know, in parentheses, the ping pong song by Enrique Iglesias from the album Insomniac. That song, I found it the other day. That song is one of the best songs I've ever listened to in my life. I used to listen to that song all the time when I just had, when we just had like Apple iTunes on our old computer and we illegally download them onto our iPods iPods that's a weird iPod that's what it was called right iPod wow that's freaking weird sounding um I'd listen to that song all the time on repeat on my iPod I listen to this uh a lot of anime openings so I will not get into those but Attack on Titan anime openings are some of the best ones I will say with any anime openings you have to watch the anime and then you will fall in love with the opening because you you feel all the same feelings you would when you watch the show. Same with any show, honestly. You hear the opening theme song. It brings back so many feelings, memories, and lots of love. Okay, another song is is um, Sure Thing by Miguel. It's kind of a popular song. It's not, it's not the sped up version. It's just a normal version from the album All I Want Is You. It's kind of... I, this song's a bop. I listen to that song probably like three times a day. Okay, other songs I like to listen to currently is August D's new album, D-Day. There's some songs I don't love, like Love Love, where I listen to all the time, but Amygdala, that music video, you guys, is kind of triggering, but is also one of the best music videos I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever felt more seen in my entire life than watching that and what it's like to just kind of battle with your amygdala, which is like the stress response part of your brain. So I think it's a genius song and he opens up about everything he's been through, his trauma and how like it, just the visual representation of what it's like to be stuck somewhere in your head and trying to get out, trying to get back to who you were is just is incredible. Very artistic. I love that. And you know what? There's there's a way I think to do to talk about darker things like really yucky feelings and harder stuff that people go through. There's a way to show it that feels very authentic and real and doesn't like romanticize it. And it's just like this really sucked and this is really sucks and it's not cute. It's not fun. It's just horrible and he did it really good that music video is amazing and his whole album is really good i'm so excited to get to see him in concert but i'm already saving up to go see bts in like 20 
25 or whenever they're getting back hopefully they're getting back together because if not i will have a heart attack actually you know i've already decided that if they don't get back together i will not be that sad because they've already given us so much music okay if you're a fan of someone love them and leave them wild as my sister always says love your favorite artists but leave them wild if they're done being an artist that creates music that you love or if they're like this is no longer bringing me joy this is something i have to go my own way i have to part ways from this let them do it without making them feel an ounce bit bad okay if you're a real fan is all i'm saying because they're just people you know and they make art that you appreciate i love all of their music bts I love all their music, but if they don't get back together and they all move on and they have happy lives, I'm happy. I will just cherish what they've already given me. Another one is New Jeans. They're, I think they're a K-pop girl band. Okay, but yeah, they have a song called Ditto and OMG, and I love those songs. I've been listening to them on replay. I've also been listening to Break Your Heart by Teo Cruz so many times. I've listened to this song so many times this summer already. I am obsessed with the song. Also, Dynamite, like... There she goes. There's so many. He had so many bops when I was like, probably in junior high, honestly. It was a long time ago, but he's had so many bops and I love all of his music. Same with um, Leanna Lewis. All of these, all of these songs that I used to listen to, like Low by Flo Rida, T-Pain, Sexy and I Know It by LMFAO. Those songs are so freaking good. There's a... Uh, let's see. I think there's a there's a playlist that I was listening to that had all these things. Oh, it's called it's a playlist on Spotify, and it's called Throwback Thursday. I don't really know who like made it, but it has so many older songs that if you're around my age, you would have listened to these and you would have loved like Magic Tonight Tonight by Hot Shell Ray, Shake It Metro Station. That song is a bop. I will always love that song. That song fills my teenage self with like angst but also party but also falling in love oh there's just so many good ones tonight i'm loving you is another great one by enrique iglesias that song is so good if you like listening to music but not really sure where to start find one song that you like and then on spotify just listen to the radio on like the like the artist's radio and it has it has similar songs so it might be the same genre of songs or it just might be artists that produce some like similar music or have the similar vibes or whatever it is they'll just give you a bunch of music that you can listen to those are amazing they also make playlists for you that's why i think spotify is the best better than apple music always will be always has been unless apple music if ever wants to sponsor me i don't know if i get a whole deal like joe rogan did down the line and you want me to move everything to apple i will then i'll find you great but for now i like spotify but my favorite thing to do is do that or you go on youtube and there's so many playlists on youtube that are just like studying playlists studying lo-fi studying instrumental bts instrumental i listen to that all the time fill your mind fill your your sweet sensitive little mind you got to treat it like a baby. Fill your mind with so many good things, things that you 
like things that make you feel at peace your brain is so important and what you what music you listen to what you feed it is so important on how you'll feel and what you'll gravitate towards okay that's it i'm not i I have like a million different songs but it's already been a while so i'll think i'll just sum it up it's my episodes i realize kind of get longer and then shorter than longer than shorter so i'm trying to figure out a way to do it more consistently i mean there's an easy way and i could just keep track of how long i've been talking and make points as to when i should move on that is what i should probably and will do moving forward thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of dear abby i love you guys see you next week bye Oh,